In the history of Israel, no name seems to stand out so powerfully as that of David. His influence on the nation was, was very strong. As a, as a king, he brought it to its heights of power and defeated one enemy after another. As a psalmist, he had an incredible influence on the worship of the nation. He restructured the worship service to include psalms and hymns. He, he included musicians in worship, and musical instruments became quite common under his influence. The blessing of God fell on the nation in ways unseen prior to his reign. And the question we ask ourselves is this. What was the secret to the success of David's reign as king in Israel? Well, the answer to that question seems to lie in a simple phrase that's scattered throughout the, the account of David's reign. And that phrase is this, David asked the Lord, or David inquired. And as powerful as David was, he does not seem to rely on his own strength and wisdom as his predecessor Saul had done. And David is portrayed as going to the Lord and seeking the wisdom and the counsel of the Lord in his ministry. This seems to be the reason for David's success as a king of Israel and as a servant of God. And in this session, I want to take a moment just to consider this aspect of David's life and to see how David inquired of the Lord. Now, throughout the life of David, the Philistine nation would be an oppressive force and threat to the nation of Israel. They're often seen as attacking or raiding Israelite territory, causing undue distress for the nation. We've got an example of this in 1 Samuel chapter 13, under the reign of Saul, where we read in 1 Samuel 13 and verse 5, and the Philistines mustered to fight with the Israelites, 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen and troops like the sand of the seashore in multitude. They came up and encamped at Michmash to the east of Beth-Avon. And when the men of Israel saw that they were in trouble, for the people were hard-pressed, the people hid themselves in caves and in holes and in rocks and in tombs and in cisterns. Now notice the situation here under Saul in Israel uh, with the Philistines and the oppression of the Philistines. The people, it says, were hard-pressed and they hid themselves in a fear in caves and holes and rocks and tombs and cisterns. They were clearly being oppressed by the nation of the Philistines and these Philistines would be an enormous problem for the people of God in the nation of Israel during the reign of Saul and into the reign of David the king. 
Now, as we come to 1 Samuel 23, verses 1 to 2, we see further evidence of the oppression of God's people experienced at the hand of the Philistines. And so we read in 1 Samuel 23, verse 1 and 2, Now, then, now they told David, Behold, the Philistines are fighting against Caleb and are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Caleb. Now, the Philistines were attacking the people of God during the time of the harvest. And this places Israel, of course, in deep need. That crop was necessary for their survival. And, of course, David would feel responsible toward his people as a commander in the Lord's army. But notice, however, the words of 1 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 2, where it says this, Therefore, therefore as a result of the oppression, of the Philistines because of that. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, go and attack the Philistines and save Caleb. Now David inquired of the Lord here, shall I go and attack these Philistines? And what's striking here about these words is the fact that David even spoke them and brought them to the Lord. Now, what would you have done if you were a commander in the army of the Lord? Wouldn't it have made sense that when the enemy came, that you would stand up and defend your people? Isn't that why you were uh, chosen to be the commander of this great army? Wouldn't, would you really need to go to God and ask him if you needed to do your job? How many of us would, would just take it for granted that we needed to take action here, that we needed to take a stand against the enemy of God's people? This would have been something that many of us would have felt with, that we, we didn't even need to ask the Lord about. We would just simply take action. But the words, therefore, David inquired of the Lord, are powerful in this context. They reveal something very important to us about David. He went to the Lord about the things that most people would just take for granted. David wanted to hear about things that many kings would have simply decided for themselves. Now, an old missionary friend once told me, he says, well, it's not that we don't seek God. It's that we don't seek him first. We only seek him and we're not sure what to do. But God becomes a backup for us when human reason doesn't seem to be enough. David makes the decision to ask God first. Before considering his options, David inquires of the Lord, Shall I go? Lord, is this your purpose for my life? Now, as David went to the Lord to seek him about whether he needed to take up arms against the Philistines in defense of the people of Caleb, the Lord spoke clearly to him and said, David, I want you to go up against the Philistines. 
So David brings the word to his men to prepare them for battle and to prepare them to attack the Philistines. But when he went to the men, he found that they were not convinced that this was the best idea. They were still looking at things from a human perspective. They saw the size of the Philistine army and were not sure that they could overcome. They were too afraid to attack as God had commanded. And this, of course, places David in a difficult situation. God had commanded him to attack, but his men were unwilling to do so. So what does David do? Well, 1 Samuel chapter 23 and verse, two, and verse 4 rather tells us exactly what David did. 1 Samuel 23 and verse 4 says this, Then, in light of this fact, in light of the fact that his men were unwilling to go, David inquired of the Lord again. David inquired of the Lord again, and the Lord answered him, Arise and go down to Keilah, and I will give the Philistines into your hands. And notice the phrase again here, David inquired of the Lord again. David brings the matter once again into the presence of the Lord, and once again he calls out to God and says, God, show me your heart, and God confirms to David what he was to do, and David, as a result, in obedience to the Lord, takes his men and attacks and strikes down the Philistines as the Lord's blessing was upon him as he followed his counsel. Now news of David's victory over the Philistines and Caleb came to King Saul. Now remember at this point that King Saul was seeking to kill David. David understood that Saul was coming to the region of Caleb and he had a sense of his intention and that intention, of course, was to stop David and to kill David, lest he become king in the place of his son, Jonathan. Now, while David had just conquered the Philistines and overcame them, this was a new problem that he had to face here. Saul, his very own king, was coming up against him, and David needed to know how he was to respond. And so, what does David do? Well, listen to the words of 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 9 to, 9 to 12, and this is what it says. David knew that Saul was plotting harm against him, and he said to Abiathar, the priest, bring the ephod here. Then David said, O Lord, the God of Israel, your servant has surely heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Caleb surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? Oh, Lord, the God of Israel, please tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men of Caleb surrender me and my men into the hands of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. And so in light of the fact that Saul was coming down with his army to the region of Caleb, David inquires again of the Lord. And he asks the Lord if Saul was going to come down against him and, and, and if the men of Caleb would surrender him into the hands of King Saul. And God assures him that they would. 
Now, David's heart here is to know the will of God, to know what he's to do. And unlike Saul, he didn't take matters into his own hands, but he inquires of the Lord and he seeks the Lord. And in this case, having heard from God, David and his men escape without engaging Saul. So David engages a much stronger Philistine army, but he runs from the weaker Israelite army. And what made the difference was the counsel of God. David listens to God. And when God tells him to stand up against that powerful Philistine army, he does so. And when God tells him to flee from the weaker Israelite army, he does so as well because he listens to the counsel of God and sought the heart of God in what he did. As we move now to Second Samuel chapter 2 and verse 1. We come to a point in the history of Israel where both Saul, King Saul, and his son had been killed in battle. David knew that he was to be king in Saul's place. But the question we ask ourselves is, what does David do when he hears of the death of Saul? How does he respond to this? Well, in 2 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 1, we read this phrase. After this, after the death of Saul and his son Jonathan, after this, David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said to him, Go up. And David said, To which shall I go up? And he said to him, To Hebron. David had been on the run from Saul for many years. And, and the question that he asks of God when he inquires of God, shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah, was really a request to know if it was time for him to return to his land and take up his role as king. And when the Lord tells David that he was to return to Judah, David again inquires of the Lord about where he was to go. David doesn't just want to be doing what God wants him to do. He wants to be doing it in the very place that God had for him to do it. And God tells him the very city to which he's to return. And David obeys every step of the way. He knew that he was doing what God had asked him to do, but he also knew he was doing it in the very place God had called him to do. And even as king now, he leaves these matters into the Lord's hands and inquires of the Lord about where he should be, about what he should do. He continually goes and seeks the counsel of God in the purposes God has for him as king. Move with me now to 2 Samuel chapter 5 and verse 19, 2 Samuel 5, 19. And when the Philistines heard that David had become king, they decided to engage their army and, and amassed a great army against David. And when David hears that the Philistines had decided to attack him, notice his response in 2 Samuel 5 and verse 19, and David inquired of the Lord, and David inquired of the Lord, 
shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. So what is the response of David? Now, as the new king of the nation of Israel, he seeks the Lord about whether he should go up against these Philistines. Now, it would have been quite easy for him to say, God's anointed me as king, and I have a responsibility. I can't leave the people to be defeated by the Philistines. David does not listen to his human reason, however. He inquires of the Lord and receives his marching orders and his blessing from God. The Lord gave David victory over the Philistines that day because it was his purpose to do so. And so David inquires of the Lord about this. Shall I go? And God tells him to go. Now, the Philistines are unwilling to accept defeat at the hands of David. And so they regroup and attack a second time. Now, the assumption would be easy to make here that the last marching orders were sufficient. If God gave victory the first time, well, certainly he'll give victory the second time. If God wanted David to attack the first time, then surely he must want him to attack the second time as well. But notice, however, what David does in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 22. When he hears that the Philistines had regrouped, Listen to what happens in first, in second Samuel 5.22. And the Philistines came up again and spread out in the valley of Rephidim. And verse 23. And when David inquired of the Lord, and when David inquired of the Lord, he said, you shall not go up, go around to their rear and come against them opposite the balsam trees. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then rouse yourself, for then the Lord has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. And David did as the Lord commanded. David did as the Lord commanded and struck down the Philistines from Geba to Gezer. David's orders were different this time. David, instead of going up against them directly, was, according to God, to send his army around the rear of the army, and God told him to send his army to a very specific place opposite the balsam trees. And God told him when he was to attack, when he heard the sound of the marching above the trees, God was going to give David victory, but he was going to do so in his way, not in David's way. And it was only when David inquires of the Lord that he comes to understand the purpose of God and how God wanted to give him victory. And so David inquires of the Lord, the Lord responds to him by showing him how he is to find his victory, David responds in obedience to the Lord, and God grants to him the victory he needs. Now let me leave you with one more verse here from 1 Chronicles chapter 10, verses 13 and 14. 1 Chronicles 10, 13 to 14, read as follows. So Saul died 
for his breach of faith. He broke faith with the Lord in that he did not keep the command of the Lord and also consulted a medium seeking guidance. He did not seek guidance from the Lord. Therefore, the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. Those are powerful, powerful words. King Saul died because he broke faith with the Lord. He did not keep the counsel of God. He did not seek guidance from the Lord. And so God put him to death and gave his kingdom to David. And in David, God finds a man who inquires of him. David's relationship with God was such that he could speak to God and he knew God would hear him. And David certainly was not perfect, but we do see in him a man whose heart was to inquire the Lord. And this brought to him great blessing and great success in ministry. The secret of his success is found in the words David inquired of the Lord. So what do we learn from this? We learn that in David, God would find a man who inquired of him, who asked the Lord, who sought the Lord. He was a man who wanted to know the heart of God, and he brings to God every aspect of his life. David understood that if he was to find success, he needed to minister in God's way and according to God's purpose. Now, God was not far away from David but one who was very near and interested in every detail. And David had the kind of relationship with God that I wish that I could have on a daily basis. He spoke with God and inquired of God, and God spoke to him and revealed his purpose to him. And unlike Saul before him, David does not rely on his own wisdom and strength. He had committed his ways to the Lord and learned to walk in God's purpose, in God's heart, in God's way. I wonder how many blessings of God we miss because we do not inquire of God but take matters into our own hands. May God give to us grace to hear and to walk in the will and purpose of the Father. And may he give us ears to hear and a heart that has a passion to know the will of God for each and every day and for each and every circumstance.